Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Just Around the Corner. I'm Dan. I'm with Dave here on 4680 Q Niagara's Internet Radio Station, downtown beautiful Niagara Falls for episode 21. That's right. We've been here a long time, it seems like. 21 episodes, and we haven't been canceled. I I don't think Rick cancels anybody, so that's pretty good. We've been doing all right. We've had some great guests over the last uh, several months. It's been a lot. And today is a very special uh, episode. It's our first ever double header we got a double header we got two very special guests two rising stars in the music industry jake matheson from minnesota and right after this jake thistle from paramus new jersey jake i think i said it right for the first time it's paramus new jersey so two of our friends from the u.s of a will be uh gracing our airwaves uh, in just a little bit uh next week on the show we have one of niagara's top bands one of my favorite bands from the region gin we're gonna have nicole miles and joe right here in the studio playing some songs from their last album talking about their new album maybe we'll hear a new song or two and uh, talking about uh, their involvement in light of day which uh, they have been involved uh, with our songwriters and they'll be part of our lineup announcement next week so Really looking forward to that. A quick update on uh, Light of Day. I just kind of mentioned that we're going to announce the lineup next week. We're going to do it this week. Uh, We just got a few more confirmations and a few uh, irons in the fire that we want to take care of. So uh, we will be announcing it next week right here on the show as well. We're going to announce when tickets go on sale. And tickets go on sale very soon. You may see some Facebook or uh, social media posts about uh, the tickets going on sale before the show, uh, before our show on Tuesday, but if not, we will announce that next week. Uh, uh, We're thinking of the 28th at noon. We've just uh, got a few little uh, details to work out at the uh, venue. Once we do that, we're getting these tickets up, and we want to get them on sale. We we noticed that uh, Jake is also playing the Stone Pony the week before our show, so they'll be wound up and ready to go, and uh, Teenage Head's actually playing the night before in London, Ontario, so everybody's going to be ready for Lighted Day 2023. Now, because uh, we've got a double or we're not going to go to any songs and, and go on and on about uh, other uh, other episodes and so forth. Uh, we want to get right to the show because we've got two guests. And my first guest today, he's only 19 years old. He's my second 19-year-old musician on the show. We're bringing him in young. But he's an up-and-comer. He's done more in his young music career than many 40-year-olds musicians and i ain't lying go check him out on facebook or instagram and you'll see how much he has done and is doing on a daily basis it's uh it's incredible he's been featured on cbs news variety billboard american songwriter magazine bbc radio the record wcbs fm new york city's q104.3 fm norman's rare guitars all guitar network and a wide range of other news outlets i hope he adds 4680q to that list uh, when when we're done uh, he resides in paramus new jersey and has taken the jersey shore by storm he's just off a weekend of gigs in asbury park please welcome to the show to just around the corner for the first time the incredibly talented mr jake this are you there sir I am here. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, there was a little, there was a little delay. I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, I hung up on him. <laughs> Jake, no, I am here. <laughs> Jake, I'm, I'm telling you, I get tired reading your credentials. Um, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to it for a 19 year old. You know, I sit there and I think, well, Evan's been blessed with a lot of cool stuff in 19 years. But I, I, when I read your bio, 
I, I don't I don't know of too many other musicians that are my age that have a bio like that. I, pretty impressive, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It, it keeps me busy, out of trouble, in a different kind at least. But, <laughs> you, yeah, you, know, you got no fun. time for trouble, buddy. There, there's just too much on your plate. So how are things in uh, Paramus? I, I said it right this time, right? I think I said Paramus the first time. Absolutely. I you. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> things are well. You know, it, it, it's been busy, but, but going well. Um, I've been in and out of the studio a lot, and uh, we're looking forward. We're going to do the EP uh, hopefully this fall, and, and, and things have been going well. So it, it's been busy, but a lot of fun. Mom and Dad, everybody doing well? Everybody's doing great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I see him by you too. Yeah, I see your pops on. I see him on uh, Facebook. He's uh, he's like me. He's liking everybody's posts and he's following all the music. And I think he, he it's probably a full time job just trying to just trying to follow you around. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, I'm sure he enjoys. You know, now that I've been driving for two years, he gets weekends back. Both my parents, they can watch football and, and do things like that for the first time in a while. Yes, you know that's it's uh, Evan got his Evan got his uh, license a little, a little late because of that darn COVID. He was taking his time, but now that he now he can just take. Off. I still go to all the gigs because I just enjoy it. But yeah, he he can take off. And, and the best part is, if I have a drink or two, I can just say, "Hey, you drive home." But yeah, it's it's nice the freedom us parents get when you guys start to. Uh, but then to drive, but then we start to worry even more about other things. So you know, that's you'll you'll get there. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you'll, you'll be there one day when you're like, oh, great, they're out driving. And then you're like, oh, crap, that's right, they're driving. They better be careful. No drinking. So, <laughs> no drinking and driving, buddy. That's all I say to him. So. Absolutely. Now, I just saw that your song Ghosted Road won the best American song, uh, Americana song of t- uh, 2022. Tell me about that. First of all, congratulations. But uh, I, w- I was looking at, you know, I was going through your uh Facebook feed, and I saw that one. I, I, I know, I remember you mentioning that uh, several months ago, but uh, I just saw that there was an article. So tell us a little bit about that. What, what was that all about? Thank you. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a really cool thing. That was uh, on uh, Indie Boulevard, which is a, it's a really cool um, publication out there. Uh, and, and, you know, I was really grateful for it. The song came out at the end of the year, so we weren't expecting anything too much like that. But, um, you know, it, it was a great time, and, and uh, it was so much fun to put out. And so... That was the first single I put out on a major label, so uh, or, or on a label, I should say, uh, um, which is, you know, a totally new experience for me. So getting to, you know, see, see some of the feedback come back and, and having it be positive was great. I would take any feedback, but <laughs> I, I appreciate it. You're a very humble individual, which is uh, good, on, good on your parents for uh, bringing you up that way. But I will say that uh, you mentioned uh, label. Uh, this is your first label, right? This is your first crack at... Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Tell us, tell us yeah, a little bit uh, about Golden how that Retriever is. Golden Entertainment. Say that again. Sorry, I talked over top of you on my phone. Oh, no. It's a, it's a Golden Retriever Entertainment, which was uh, started by uh, a great guy named Joe Riccatelli. Um, he was, uh, he was uh, uh, an executive over at RCA for a long time, and he started it while he was there. And then when he retired, now he uh, runs this label full-time. And so, you know, it, it's myself and a couple other artists on it, and which is great. And they do a lot of consulting with, with other uh, artists as well. So... It's just been a really great community, and I'm super excited and uh, grateful to be a part of it for the work we've put out so far, and uh, I'm excited for the work that's uh, going to come out soon. So I, I'm assuming it's a really cool experience. I know just uh, watching uh, Ev progress in different things, but with the label, I mean, tell us a little bit about you know the, the difference since you've signed with a label. Like what, what has changed, and how has that all changed you and your music and what you do, your approach to gigs and everything like that? It was changing a lot of aspects. You know, I, I, I wrote uh, my first album, you know, over the pandemic, and I put it out, and I couldn't have people over because of uh, all of the, you know, restrictions and everything like that. 
so I ended up, you know, having to do all the instruments myself and promote it myself and everything like that. And, and I, I released it pretty quietly, um, and, and that was a really great learning experience as well. But, um, you know, being with the label and, uh, you know, having, you know, they put me with session players and they put me in a studio, and it right. was just an entirely new learning experience, which was, uh, you know, uh, such a great thing for me, you know, just as a, as a writer and a creator, too. I, I think my songwriting is a little different now that I've done things like that, and I think I'm writing with a, a little bit more of a more of an ear for a band, and, and that's something I'm excited about, too, because that's always been the direction I was trying to move. Right, and that, again, and I don't always want to make comparisons, but I mean, I have a 19-year-old that does what you do, and so I, I look at that, and, you know, that is that is the ultimate goal for F2, is like to have your band, and I've noticed that you've, you've uh, you know, uh, kind of, I think you have a band, or you've, you're starting with a band? I do, yeah. Okay, um, you have, that's what I thought. I, I've been, I've been I saw playing posts. with these guys, oh, I'm sorry? No, I saw some posts, but I didn't know if it was an actual band or you put it together just for that uh, particular uh, event, or do you actually have a, a Jake Thistle band now? I've been playing with these guys that uh, originally they were, um, uh, you know, session players on the on the Ghosted Road record. Um, the bassist okay. and the guitarist, Nick Nella and Mike Bresky, they're in a band called Mother Hubbard, who are also signed to my label. So when I needed musicians uh. to go into the studio... Uh, I decided, uh, you know, with my label, you know, we needed guys, so they ended up using them because we're on the same label. And then uh, I work with a great drummer named uh, Michael Santa Cruz, uh, who who knew them from, you know, playing around and everything like that. And so, you know, it's been a lot of fun, and we got along uh, well during the session, so I've been taking them out uh, and doing some live shows with the two. Our next one is at uh, the Midnight Theater in New York City, so that's going to be a lot of fun on in August 24th. Nice. But it's just been so much fun. It's, it's a new experience, and I'm just I'm really excited to be playing the originals with well, that's that's the thing. I mean, you've got the first album down the line. You've got your your new work, and you know. I mean, I know with that, you know, you play acoustic is great, but that that feel of being a front man and, and having a band. I mean, obviously, that's what I was getting to earlier. You know, that that's obviously where you want to progress to, right? And I'm assuming that's uh, you know that one of your goals is that you know have your own full time band. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it adds a, it adds a, another layer of, of versatility in the show, and and right. uh, you know, it, it's so great and. You know, just just getting their creative input on the songs is, is always great too, especially you know in the studio, because you know I'm writing and arranging the songs. I I'm I'm always happy with the song as I go in the studio, but it's just being entirely my voice. I, I don't think it gives the variety that you know I, I think a lot of songs need. And so they've been a huge help in developing the sound and everything like that as well. Sure, yeah, they they definitely help shape the uh, the song. The arrangement part is something that just uh, blows my mind how you can you take it you know you bring in this little acoustic track and say here's my song and then next thing you know it's it turns into this completely different thing and you're like wow how did that happen <laughs> do you feel that way like I, i'm just speaking from my own little bit of experience in the recording studio but it's really cool to see you know an acoustic track which is vocals and guitar turn into you know like an anthem or just a you know a rocking tune like you For get sure. that same yeah. feeling? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting to see how that develops as well because, you know, essentially these days I'm recording my demos uh, for the band in the studio uh, in the same way I recorded my first album, which is just, you know, on a board, overdubbing some stuff and, and having right. fun that way. Uh, but, uh, you know, the thing is with that is, uh, you know, that album took me, I mean, granted it was 12 songs, but it took me months to do. And, and then, you know, these days I'm recording it the same way and, and I think it sounds equally as good, but like that demo would be done in a day, maybe two, you know, something like that. And so it's nice to see, you know, ju just how, how much quicker that process is, is becoming. And, 
just knowing a little bit more of what I want. And I think that's undoubtedly just from the experience of uh, being with the musicians and hearing how they play and what I like on my songs that they have introduced. And so it's just helped me creative and uh, creatively and uh, from an arrangement standpoint immensely. Now, how many songs do you uh, have done for the EP? Well, first of all, how many songs are going to be on the EP? And then how many are actually completed? Now, I know uh, Ghosted Road and Dreamer are going to be on that, right? Yeah, Ghosted Road and the Dreamer will be on there. It's going to be a seven-song EP. Uh, I was just in. We, we recorded uh, one more for it, and uh, that's going to come out in August to kind of help you know, promote it and push it forward. And then the rest of the EP is coming out a little bit later in the year. I'm really excited for the songs on it. So we've recorded most of the songs for it already. I'm going back in uh, at the very end of this month uh, just to put some final touches on the last few songs. And uh, it's, it's going to be a great time. And I'm I'm really excited to hear it together so I can start getting it in order and picking what cover you know I think it should be. And I have trouble <laughs> thinking about that until it's fully complete. So I'm excited to see as yeah. much as uh, hopefully anyone else <laughs> how it's going to come out. And getting that track listing, so it tells a story that you want, right? I mean, you don't just throw seven songs down and go, yeah, whatever, put them in any any order you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I try to, you know, I, I know um, uh, when I, I was down in Gainesville doing a gig and I got to meet uh, uh, Bruce Petty, who's Tom's brother, and, and we talked for a really long time that night. And I remember him just expressing over and over how uh, uh, how dear the, the track list was to, you know, Tom and uh, getting to... Uh, put that all together and tell a story and so that that has really stuck with me so i try to take that advice as much as i can and and, and really think about the order of the, the track even if people only shuffle it on spotify and don't listen i still have to <laughs> put, it, put it in you know you know what i'm so old school i don't shuffle an album i i still believe in that in the entirety of the record being important from front to back you know, so, and, and I still have side A, side B in my head because I'm old, but I, I, I do believe there was a purpose. And like you just said, Tom Petty, you know, I mean, that was something sacred to him. And I know Springsteen's the same way. And I'm sure most artists are. They want, you know, they want to tell a story and it's important. And when you shuffle it out of, you know, out of its actual uh, playlist, you know, it can take away from it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't really shuffle either, but. Um, sometimes I do it accidentally, and I go, oh, I wouldn't have put this on. Yes, right, 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 right. And I look, and I'm like, oh, they didn't either. So. <laughs> I, I, it's funny, because when you're as old as me and been listening to music as long as me, you put on an album, and you expect, when you're hearing a song, the next song, right? You know, I got a, you know, I'm playing Captain Fantastic by Elton John, which I've probably heard seven million times since I was eight. Uh, that album, I'm expecting a song to come after the next, you know, uh, af one after another. And if it doesn't, you're like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Like, like you said, if you're trying to shuffle, you're like, that's not right. That should never be there. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but it's it's a different world. I mean, even putting out your record now, right? Like you're releasing, you've released two singles, you'll release another one. So that'll be three of the seven will be released before you actually drop it. And I know I'm a big fan of the Arkells and the Glory Sons, and they're in the, they're getting ready to do their records or their their uh, launch of their new albums. And same thing, they're you know three four songs get out before the actual record. So things have changed quite a bit for you guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's definitely a, a different process for me. You know, we we put out a couple singles, you know, those two singles before the EP was done. Um, it's I might have my timelines a little mismatched, but I think Ghost of Road came out before it was even fully written. Um, and oh, really? so that's been. You know, I, I think there's a time and a place for for both ways to do it, but I, I was really happy doing it that way because I could put that out, see, you know, 
the, no, the feedback, good and bad, from any publications, and, and think, okay, well, you know, how do I want to develop this album? How should it sound? You know, because I think, especially a song like Ghosted Road, which I which I think is pretty versatile. Um, you know, we could have made that, you know, kind of that rock thing that it ended up being, but then there were also talk of, okay, well, maybe make it a little indie, acoustic, you know, things like that. And so I think I could have taken it a couple of different ways. So after that goes out and you see how the response, you go, okay, well, let me try this. Let me, I'm always just trying to grow with, with every song that we record for the EP and, and we're doing it each time in a little bit of a different way. So that, that's been a lot of fun. And I think putting out the singles and staggering them like that, even while we're still recording, has been kind of a blessing, especially for this first one, where I still don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know if I ever will, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, as of now. I just re- read in little Stephen's book, and he says he still doesn't. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't think it ever happens. It's, you know, you, well, I'd have to look forward to that. <laughs> that's right. You just keep, well, you keep learning and you keep growing as an artist, right? I mean, these guys are all still getting better, and they're, you know, and they're, they're in their mid-70s, some of them. So, uh, it's just a process that you'll continue. And, and I know for a fact, I mean, uh, I'm a pretty good judge of these type of things that, you know, when you're when you're 70, I'll be well. I won't be here, but <laughs> I'll be long gone by then. You'll still be playing music, and you'll be saying the same thing. You know that it's still a learning process for you because you've got that. You know, I could ju- you can just see it. I was a coach, and I could tell who who was going on to bigger and better things in hockey and in baseball. And uh, when I look at the music world, you're one of those guys that uh, I think you're in, you're in it to win it, my friend. You're you're in it for the long haul. You'll be around for a lot longer. And we're really looking forward to what you have in store. For for us and those people that are uh, that are listening, that are Jake Thistle fans. I mean, you guys all know that he's uh, he's got this Tom Petty uh, connection. But you mentioned Petty earlier, uh, his brother. Can you tell you know some of the folks that uh, might not know you as well your connection to Tom Petty? Because Niagara Falls, next to Bruce Springsteen, maybe even more than Bruce Springsteen. Because when I did the Tom Petty uh, tribute show, I think we had more people in the Bruce one. So I think Niagara Falls is like Petty crazy. Tell them how you're, you're you were connected to Tom and and uh, Mike Campbell and the band. Yeah, um, you know the, the Petty you know estate and, and the camp over there has, has always been really supportive, which was obviously it's such a uh, honor, you know, that, that, you know, they were always nice and, 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 uh, <laughs> you know, willing to talk and things like that. But, uh, I kind of got into it a few different ways just by posting the covers on Facebook and everything like that. Management had kind of caught wind of me. Um, and so, uh, they were nice enough to send me, uh, they sent me some front row tickets to, uh, what ended up being his last show in Jersey back in 2017. Wow. And, uh, in the meantime, I had been doing a lot of work, um, for Mike Campbell's charity and, and, uh, which is called Rock the Dogs Tazzy Fund. Right. Yep. Which is an animal rescue charity based in California. And so I was, I was doing some fundraising, uh, things like that, uh, you know, for him. And so when he found out I was going to show, he invited me back. I got to meet, uh, you know, all the heartbreakers. I didn't get to meet Tom, but uh, I got to meet all the guys. And then I went out and it was a great show. Um, and so that was kind of the start of it. And then, uh, some of the heartbreakers were doing a, a memorial for Tom in LA and they hired me to go out. And it, that was such an amazing bill. That's the first time I, I got to meet, uh, Jesse Mallon as well. So that was just all around kind of a mind-blowing trip and, and a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, that's really how it all developed. And, you know, I, I do a fun festival down in Gainesville uh, at, at, a, at a cool venue there. And, and, uh, and uh, the first year I was there, Bruce Petty was there as well, uh, Tom's brother. And, and right. ever since then, he's just been genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met. And, and, and everybody in that camp is, is really just uh, a really, really great person. Wow, that's it's so cool because I mean you're you're an old soul like my son and you guys you guys uh, respect the, the music from my time, uh, but you know to 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 have you know Mike Campbell and these guys as and I th- I guess you could probably call 
like a friend now, right? I mean, if you go to if you go to uh, Jake's uh, Facebook page and look at his banner photo, there's a nice picture of the guitar that Mike sent him for his birthday. So uh, tell us about that. That is pretty cool. That was unbelievable. That was that was so incredibly nice. Um, the Heartbreakers were, you know, they, they had this clubhouse where they would record everything, and it was like this warehouse that they, you know, rehearsed and everything. And there was just pretty much, I, I, I've never been there, but from, from what I've seen and heard, wall-to-wall guitars. And so after Tom passed and some time it went, I think they were cleaning it out and, and, and kind of, you know, cutting it down. And uh, and uh, so he put out a really cool reverb sale and, and, and let go of some stuff. But, uh, you know, while that was all happening, he sent me... Um, a 1964 Tysco Delray, which is <laughs> it's a gorgeous. It's my oldest guitar. It's, it's probably my coolest guitar. Yeah, it's cool. And, uh, and it's such a beautiful one. And so that was, and it's, you know, it's such a Mike Campbell guitar. It's got all these switches and, and knobs and, and everything like that, that, uh, I, you know, I, I totally could picture him playing it. And so uh, that, that really meant the world and, and, and you know, completely unnecessary, but it was something uh, I'm so grateful for and I'll, you know, I'll cherish forever. Oh, yeah, I guess so. And now you're a guitar guy. Uh, tell the folks how many guitars you have. What are you up to now? I have about 34 now. 34. Oh, I, my goodness. I've heard you, you only ever need one more. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's, always what, that, that's always been my problem. Well, you're a Jackson Brown fan, and he's a big collector, too. I remember seeing the one tour where he brought all his, you know, a ton of guitars with him. It was just him and all of his guitars, and uh, he was talking about, you know, he can basically never have enough guitars. <laughs> so you're following yeah, his always, footsteps. You know, I, I, you know, one will come, and then... I'm like, okay, this is my last for a while, and then a month goes by, and something catches my eye. And so, I haven't. I've only let go of one or two. Um, so I, that may change at, at some point. But as of now, I, I'm I'm comfortable with everything I have. You know. <laughs> do you play them all? I really do. Um, I, you know, I noticed I, that on your shows I, I, I that do. you do. I'm sorry. I, I just noticed you on uh, like when you were doing your virtual shows and stuff. You were always switching and playing a lot of the different guitars. So I kind of kind of thought you you know you do have a purpose for all of them, not just not just the beautiful look of them. You know, leaning up against the wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, any chance I can, I switch. You know, my original show. There's a couple different tuning changes and acoustic slash electric changes. So usually I'm bringing five to that gig. Um, you know, if I'm doing a cover gig, I'll bring a couple, uh, you know, as well. And, right. and just, I, I try to take out as many as I can. And I try to, I try to keep the rotation, uh, pretty consistent as well. So everyone sees, uh, no pun intended, the light of day a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, it, it's always fun. And I, I really do. I, I love all of them. Uh, so if, if I notice one is collecting dust, I try to shake it off, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, because I this is my first doubleheader, I, I, I wish I would have. We'll, we'll have you back on uh, soon. But uh, so I got to kind of get to, you know, a few of the things that I wanted to wrap up with. Uh, first of all, you were in Asbury Park this past weekend, right? You had a couple shows? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it, it was great to see uh, Jake as well, who's, you know, up next. Um, I, I hadn't seen him since, I think, Light of Day. Right. So right. it had been a while. Um, and so it's always great when uh, he and, and, you know, Grishecki and all those guys are in town. Uh, so uh, I'm excited to hear that as well, and it was great to see him. Now, you were with Joe Durso at his uh, uh, record release, right, for Thurman? That's right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, he did it. Uh, he had won uh, last month, I think, uh, in New York up at the Turning Point. But, um, yeah, we were down in Asbury Park, and, uh, you know, his band sounded great there at the Transparent Clinch Gallery. 
and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I got to sing on a track on the record, so yeah, you I guys went have up been that one with them. That's cool. You guys have been pretty tight. That's uh, that's nice to see. Joey D is a is a great great human, and, and uh, nice to see that uh, he's got your back. It's really cool. Yeah, I always I always appreciate the support, and it's a great album. Now, how did you get involved in Light of Day? What was uh, what got you involved in uh, Light of Day down in Asbury, and hopefully soon here in Canada? Yeah, um, well, you know, it, it was just kind of a thing. I had been playing in Asbury a little bit. It was just really at the. It was my first Light of Day was 2020, so it was really some of my last gigs before everything shut down. Um, and I I didn't. I really didn't play much, but I, I just wanted to get down there and see it. I didn't know Joe. I didn't know Rob Dye or, I, you know, uh, any of those. I didn't know Tony or anybody. So I just kind of went, and, and I, I think I did one of the one of the uh, songwriter shows, and, and it was fun, and I wanted to do it more, and then the pandemic hit, and, and I did the virtual one for you guys and for, uh, for uh, Joe, and then I started to actually get to know Joe and, and, and everybody there, so... Uh, I, I've done a little bit more each year, and, and it's just been such a great time. Yeah, you did a couple of virtual shows, right? You did the, the the big one, and did you not do a songwriters one as well? I think I did. Yeah, yeah. you did. You did. So we're going to have to get you live up here, because I'll tell you, you do a Jackson Brown tribute, right, called Late for the Sky? We do, yeah. Yeah, we break that out a couple times a year, which is always a lot of fun. Well, we, we're, we're also a big, big Jackson Brown community. <laughs> big big on Jackson as well. So we got to get you out here. Maybe you can you can do Jackson, I will do Bruce, and you, we can do something. And then you guys can do Stay to finish the night. What do you think? Absolutely, yeah. That'd we, be a great time. It's actually been in my head for a couple of years now, so we got to make that happen one day, my friend. So sure. to, to to wrap things up, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you out uh, by playing... Uh, just just an amazing single, The Dreamer. I, uh, tell us about how that came about, The Dreamer. I just love this song. I love the vibe to it. I was going to play Ghosted Road, but this I've had The Dreamer on all weekend. I just really, really enjoy this tune. Thank you so much. It, that was uh, It's funny because The Dreamer is, is actually kind of an older song, but it's a, it's a very new rewrite. I wrote it at the very beginning of 2021 and it was like a seven minute or a six minute song or whatever like most songs i take to the label and they go yeah <laughs> no, we need double the choruses and half the runtime um <laughs> so anyway i was kind of playing with that and i always like certain melodies and, and words in it but it was just kind of a to me a nothing song like it, nothing really compelled me to it other than certain lines and melodies so i said all right i need some songs for this ep and i, I re-edited it um i guess in the fall and we recorded it in December, um, uh, and you know we, it, it was a great time. I, I played piano on it and guitar, and then we had the, the band behind me, and, and they really uh, put some life into it. And, and, and it's such a—I'm really happy with how it came out, and I'm—I'm I'm happy how it ended up being mixed, and, and it was a great time. Uh, it's, it's it's a wonderful song, and, and you know both you Jakes, the two Jakes, you uh, know you know that reference, right? That's a. That's an old movie. Oh, yeah. Great okay. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, and I just sometimes, you know, I'm an old guy, and my old references don't always catch on with everybody. But uh, you guys both have incredible voices. You know, like Jake's, Jake Matheson has this beautiful voice. You've got this Jackson Brown-esque. I hope you don't mind me saying that because, you know, not everybody wants to have themselves compared to people. But it's just uh, you guys got great, great voices and uh, – just, just love what you guys are doing, and uh, and you know, I, I'm I'm 
my background has always been those guys that can't sing, you know, Tom Waits, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Rod Stewart. I, and I don't say can't sing. They got, the, they got unique voices. I think they, they sing very well. You guys got those beautiful voices like Burton Cummings and, and uh, you know, Steve Perry and stuff. And uh, just, just, just love what you're doing, Jaker. Well, thank you so much. I, I really, it really means a lot. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I, I hope we can have you on a little bit longer because I'm looking at my list of things like, you know, what are your influences? When did you get started? All these things I never got to ask uh, that I will in, a, in another episode. But just before we cut off, I have to f- find out because you're only 19. And I asked this to everybody and I didn't ask it at the beginning. When did you start? When did this whole thing get started for you before we uh, play your song out? I started when I was nine, um, and I think my birthday's in March, so I think I started that June, maybe May or June. Right. Um, so when you say started, what, what do you mean? You, you, you played your first gig, or you started playing guitar? or piano? started playing guitar. I picked up guitar, I think, I, well, I think, I, you know what it was? I think I got a guitar in May, and then I, I kind of dragged my feet and didn't learn until June. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I mainly learned off YouTube, especially in those early years, and then I played my first gig uh, in March. Uh, after that, so what is that? I guess I'm not very good at math, but I guess that's like nine months. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, so it was ten years ago. And what about your first yeah, gig? Yeah. What, what, what was what? How old were you when you played your first gig in front of people? Not in front of mom and dad in the living room. No, it was at the it was at this restaurant uh, in Hackettstown, New Jersey, which is kind of a hike, but it was the place I had, um, <laughs> and it was called Mama's Cafe Bachi. Nice. Bashi, that means that means yeah. <laughs> so, how old were you though? I was nine. Oh, oh you did it right when you were nine. Oh, okay. So you picked it up and you were playing gigs right away. For the most part, yeah, yeah. I um, pretty impressive. I was turning ten in about five, uh, three weeks, I think, three or four weeks. And that, well, you, st- you 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 beat Ev by two years. He, I think, his first gig was eleven. So, you guys, uh, you guys got bright futures ahead of you, and uh, I just wish you all the best, my friends. I had to uh, pops for me, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you further on up the road. Uh, we'll be chatting about uh, Light of Day Canada uh, via text or email. So, uh, uh, hopefully, we can get you up here in October at least, uh, at least to enjoy some Light of Day and play a couple songs for us. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank All right. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play out with uh, one of my favorite Jake Thistle songs. Folks, this is his latest single called The Dreamer. I'm Dan and Dave. You're listening to Just Around the Corner on 4680Q. And a special doubleheader with the two Jakes. This is Jake Thistle. Seems like so long since you lived in this house with me But sometimes I still forget I'm on my own Not much left around here anymore except in my memory When I open my mind it still feels like no one's home
This neighborhood just seems so dark And I don't want to wake up in the same world I fell asleep This morning I punched myself through the mirror on the wall And now I'm picking up all the shattered pieces of me Thistle with his latest single, The Dreamer, from his upcoming EP that's going to be out, uh, I think he said this fall, so uh, look for that. Uh, he's got a new single coming out in August. It was a great time talking to Mr. Thistle, and I'm Dan with Dave, and you're listening to Just Around the Corner, episode 21 on 4680Q, Niagara's internet radio station, with our special doubleheader, The Two Jakes. And uh, so that was Jake Thistle, and on the line we've got from Minnesota... Uh, Mr. Jake Matheson. He just finished opening for one of his heroes, Joe Grusecki and the House Rockers, at the Wonder Bar in Asbury Park this past weekend. He recently released a brilliant debut album, Carnival Town, produced by our friend Danny Gochnar of the House Rockers and Joe Monroe from the Ghost Towns. And during the day, he wears a totally different hat as mayor of his town, which we'll talk about. Please welcome our good friend and incredible singer-songwriter, Mr. Jake Matheson. Jaker! Hey, Dave. How's it going? Thanks for having me. <laughs> it don't sound so thrilled, will you? Uh, now, Jake, Jake's part, <laughs> uh, thanks for waking me up. I had a busy weekend, and now i got to talk on the radio. So <laughs> yeah, you I'm must be of, on a high Coming down that. off the emo- emotional high from the Asbury Park weekend, you know. Oh, it had to be. I mean, you know, not everybody gets to play with one of their musical heroes and, uh, you know, have them on their record as well. That's pretty pretty cool you must be pretty darn stoked and or stoked i should say and uh, blessed obviously yeah you know it's uh you wake up and you look in the mirror and you think how did i get here sometimes but uh we are here and you know it's great to be here so no no it's uh and hey you you, de- you deserve all the accolades because that is one damn good record i mean when i get ready for these shows i'm you know i, I just switch from one artist back you know to another one and start uh 
playing all the music over and over and over again and uh just listening to your record all weekend man just the the writing is just superb i mean the, mu- the music obviously is, as well but you're just an incredible songwriter that uh it's about time you put stuff out damn it Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, before we get started, you're not just a singer-songwriter, but you're also the mayor of your town. I, I am. I, <laughs> I, I, that's another one. That's an, another one I'm not exactly sure how we got here, but... Uh, you're the uh, first mayor yeah. I've had on my show. Yeah, the first mayor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, uh, they elected me mayor here of my little hometown in rural Minnesota. What's the name uh, of the town? The town is Mora. Mora, it uh, is Mora, it's about right. Yep. Mora, it's about 3,500 people, and uh, it's about two hours south of where Bob Dylan grew up. That's where I grew up. Yeah, it, you know, it's pretty cool. You got one guy that grew up uh, down by uh, Mr. Springsteen, another one by the other greatest songwriter of all time, Bob Dylan. It's pretty cool. Exactly, exactly. And then there was this guy named Prince that was from around there, too, right? He yeah, was pretty he good. was from here, too. He was pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty good he's pretty good we won't <laughs> yeah so so tell us about this weekend you gotta you gotta you gotta let us in on on what you did this weekend and uh you know if you want to uh throw in the lovely uh flight uh details that'd be cool oh too. geez yeah <laughs> well you know in in some ways uh having this conversation here today uh couldn't be more perfect because i just uh just played a gig with jake thistle uh the great jake thistle by the way i mean absolutely yes. Yes. Just blown away by by him, uh, his voice. Uh, he's very uh, t- such a talented guitar player, and, he's and such a good, great hum- great human being too. Yes, nice he guy. is. Yeah, and he, his parents the same way. So yeah, so yeah, you you were you played yeah. at a show with him, right, on Saturday? Uh, Sunday night we did a, a little uh, "Rock Me on the Water." Uh, Asbury Sunset presents. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, little house, little house party. Uh, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had Jake Thistle and uh, Jamin Krause, Alexander Simone, who is uh, Nina Simone's grandson, um, I believe. And uh, let's see, who else did we have? Sharon Lasher was with me uh, and everybody. Uh, oh, that's right. That everybody. was Sunday. That was Sunday night. I was thinking it was Saturday night, but Sunday, Saturday night was yeah. a wonder bar. Incre- incredibly talented uh, uh, singer, Sharon Lasher. Nice. Um, just trying to think if I'm missing anybody. And of course, uh, Joe was uh, gracious enough. Grishecki was gracious enough to get up and and play with me, and then play a few of his own as well. So oh, we, we were a... really uh, we were feeling it on Sunday night. And you had Danny as well as Saturday night. You had Danny Gochner on guitar with you. And I, absolutely, I had Danny Gochner on guitar. Um, always a, a pleasure, you know. Obviously, Danny sure. produced my album alongside Joe Monroe, so. When we actually get to play these songs, which has been few and far far between so far, uh, it's just a real thrill, real pleasure. Oh yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I just you know, I was I, I was watching some of the video, and you you definitely were you were enjoying yourself, and, and rightly so. Like that that's got to be a well a it's, thrill. It's kind of hard to, to keep the smile from your face, you know, when you're, well, you're sitting that, there and thought. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Two feet from you, your hero is strumming some of your favorite songs. So, no, that's I, I, yeah, I uh, think about that all the time when I, you know, the fact that he's on your your record. How'd that come about? Like, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, your new album. By the way, folks, is uh, the, these these albums? I need you to go to Spotify or your your streaming platform of your choice and and look up Jake Thessel and Jake Matheson if you're not familiar with them. Uh, both have just 
great records on there. Uh, and uh, Jake uh, Matheson's is called Carnival Town, just released, uh, I don't know, about six months ago. But uh, that must have been a great process. But, you know, you had uh, Danny Gochnar producing, a great guitar player and everything else that he does, a uh, great Raider, great guitar player. And then you've got Joe Monroe, who's in the in the uh, Ghost Town. It's another great band, and he's a very talented individual. And then you brought on Joe Grishecki. So how'd that all come about? And uh, tell us a little bit about that experience as a whole putting that album together sure yeah well you know uh <laughs> these guys are all just crazy talented above right. my pay grade uh so i just you know pinch myself again that i that they're all playing on on my album carnival town um which we uh, we did out in pittsburgh up in uh uh at joe monroe's studio studio joe in uh manaka uh pennsylvania in okay. Beaver county and uh um yeah we did it up there and uh you know i we started basically in in earnest doing this during the pandemic, you know, and everything's shut down still, and you know things are touch and go, and and we're we're trying to make music, me in Minnesota and them in, in Pittsburgh. And, sure, uh, I would take fly out there and 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 we'd go to the studio and we'd work on it, and you know during that time I kind of uh, kind of fell in love uh, with Pittsburgh. I mean, I'd, I'd spent some time there in the past, but I really just started to to fall in love with everything Pittsburgh and I wanted to kind of write a song or I knew that I wanted to write one of the last songs for the album as kind of a thank you to the people of Pittsburgh and you know how kind they've been to me and the musicians of Pittsburgh taking me under their wing and and helping me uh, uh, put this record together and so I ended up writing a song called Once Upon a Time Beautiful. and then of course Danny Danny being uh, Joe's guitarist uh, you know we sent it off to him and uh he must have liked it enough because he agreed to guest on it. So uh, it just turned out beautifully too. So. You did because I mean, when you, you know, when you, you, you know, you've got like I said, you know, during Jake Thistle's uh, portion of the show, you both have just incredible voices, and you've got this sweet sound, you know, sounding voice, and then and then. He, Joe comes in and it's just a perfect mix. I just I love how he sounds when he comes in and it just it changes it up just enough, uh, not too much, but the, just the, the the tone of the song changes a little bit and and I just love what he brings to that song. Just gorgeous. Yeah, you know it's it's funny because when I was writing that song, and it was actually a lot longer to start with Danny and, and Joe Monroe. We we got too many Joes here, so I got to yeah. start kind of <laughs> kind of label labeling them. But uh, my producers on the album. You know, it kind of helped me cut it down a bit to get it a little tighter. I think that's the the problem sometimes when you put a lot of words into a song like me. Sometimes you're you're unable to look at it with the lens you need to to cut it down so it's it's nice and tight. And Danny and Joe do a really good job of of that for me. But uh, when I was writing it, I I could hear Joe Grishecki's voice in that song. Nice. I could, you know, it felt like a house rockers song in a lot of ways, you know, and, you know, I always just had that, that feeling that his voice should be in there somewhere. Right. And I wasn't exactly sure what lines or, or where, and I had no idea that he was going to agree to do it at the time, but uh, <laughs> boy, am I glad he should, why am I sure glad he did? Okay. So I got to circle back to something in a minute, but before I do, this kind of leads me to, uh, another question that I had or another story I wanted uh, you to kind of uh, fill in for everybody, but you were a fan of Joe Grushecki first, obviously. 
You came to light yeah. a day, and I don't know if I got this story right. I always hear it from Sammy. We didn't know you at the time, none of us. And <laughs> Sammy, I think, had seen you do a cover of Homestead on YouTube. I think that's well, how tell, uh, tell us the story about you know, the, the, how that all came the about. Story, yeah, the story, uh, it kind of... Uh, you know, it, it builds and it grows, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. you know, all the time, like stories do. But, that's why uh, I was reluctant. No, actu- actually, yeah. uh, that, it's mostly true. Um, uh, what is that, Light of the Day 20? I think so. That was yeah. the 20th, 20th anniversary of Light of the Day. Was it the Holiday Inn? Down? And, Were you staying there with us? Uh, no, I was at was the Empress. Okay. I had booked the Empress, and uh, it was that crazy cold day, and... Uh, I wandered down to get a coffee at uh, uh, Convention Hall, okay. and uh, I was a fan of Joker Shaggy's. Obviously, I'd gone out there to, you know, support Light of Day and to to see Joe perform. And uh, he and Sammy Grasso were having a cup of coffee there, and you know, I I went over and I said hello, and I you know introduced myself to to Joe G and. Uh, you know, after a bit, after I got a coffee, they actually invited me to sit down and chat with them, and it just kind of went from there. And then it was later on that Sam saw me doing a cover of Homestead oh, and sent it to Joe after after that. Oh, see, I had it backwards. I thought he knew you <laughs> from that. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, and then, you know, as as Sam is is wont to do, you know, he takes in all the strays, uh, and uh, you know, he just kind of started putting my stuff out there, and it's like, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm I know all of you guys, and you know, we're talking every day, and it's just we're uh, in a Facebook messenger group. Yeah, it's strange, you know. It's, sometimes sometimes you just end up clicking and connecting with people and uh you know it was something i needed at the time and it was certainly the kick in the butt to get working on this album well i i was going to say that it had to be the catalyst for what was to come but you know one thing about sammy grasso i can uh, i can honestly say is a is a great judge of uh, character and he knows his music so he it, it wasn't by accident uh that you know this all came about i think there was i think there was some fate involved but sammy is not one to turn his back on good music and you know the fact that you were doing homestead uh you know because you know how big a fan uh, sammy is of joey g as well right so uh that just that just solidified it for him absolutely you know i just just can't can't thank him enough i can't thank all you guys enough to be honest because you know not only were you guys a kick in the butt to get this album going but you know you guys really helped me through a a difficult time during covid i mean it was a difficult time for everybody you know a lot of that yeah a lot of that covid covid depression setting in and you know everybody's trapped in their houses and it's just you know it was a real outlet to be able to to keep connecting well, it's nice because we we do all stay connected. I mean, we don't know we're not always involved in all of the conversations. Sometimes we're just reading, and you know, just like today, uh, you guys are doing a little uh, steel mill history with Gord and and checking <laughs> checking out to yeah. see if little Steven ever played bass, which I knew. Well, he we got to keep, keep ourselves honest. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now to circle yeah. back to where I, to uh, an earlier point that I had made about your flight so i have to you got to tell the people this crazy ass story about how you got to asbury park from minnesota this weekend to open yeah, up I, to open up for your hero at the wonder Bar. you know it's 
this summer, I don't know what it is, this is the second time this summer that <laughs> I've had nothing but problems with flights, and I don't know that it's, you know, it's weather-related or air traffic control or what. But, uh, yeah, I was uh, scheduled to leave on Friday night out of Minneapolis, and uh, the flight ended up getting delayed in the airport like four or five hours, and then they finally you know, cleared us to take off, and we did. And so we're up in the air for about, 20 minutes, and then the pilot comes on and says, yeah, there's uh, some airspace closing down, so we're going to just fly around in a circle for two hours. So we, <laughs> we, we literally flew around in a circle over Wisconsin for two hours. I just pictured um, that in my head. It was very funny to watch in my head. Well, his, his you know, and at, at one point in time, I, I was starting to get dizzy. You know, I don't think you can feel it, but, uh, you know, I was... <laughs> They got they got so Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi on a lot of Delta flights now. So I was just sitting there watching the uh, the little flight map and just watching us spin around and around. <laughs> so then after that, uh, the pilot comforting. got back on. Yeah, he got back on and he says, uh, "Okay, uh, we're going to stop spinning around in circles or whatnot." And then we flew like another fifteen minutes, and then he came on and said, "Yeah, we're landing in Detroit." So. I said, well, I wasn't really planning on uh, doing a show in Motown, but, you know, I guess a little stopover wouldn't hurt. Sure. So they, uh, you know, huddled us all off the airplane, and at this point they've diverted, like, 12 flights here. So we're all just kind of sitting around to the East Coast, all to the East Coast. Combination of weather, airspace, uh, traffic, too much traffic going in or whatnot, and... uh, Another hour goes by, and then they basically say your flight's canceled to uh, Newark. You, you must have been fuming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was losing it. Uh-oh. I was losing it, and uh, I'm mad just listening. But you know, the the worst part of it is that you know they basically stranded four or five hundred people in Detroit. They said, you know, there's nothing we can do for you. Go to the rebooking center. So we all scurry on down to that rebooking center at a certain gate and there's like 400 people sure i was just gonna say that's everybody there yeah so by the time you get there there's there's no flights for for five days to new york any airport oh my! but luckily i i had been on the phone and i ended up getting the last ticket to philadelphia for three days wow so you know i guess people weren't checking philly and Philly is, of course, only about an hour and a half from Asbury, too. That's right. Of, That's right. Kind of equidistant from New York. So I, I really lucked out despite all of that. But, yeah, I slept in the airport in Detroit on uh, Friday night and did the show. Well, slept is a relative term. Yeah. I didn't sleep <laughs> in the airport on Friday night. No, I'm And sure did you. the show at the Wonder Bar, uh, having been up like 40-some hours. So You you had been up that long, and you had to get up there and... Yep, and because <laughs> folks, if you haven't listened to Jake, his he doesn't have like eight line, twenty five word songs. They're they're he, he's got complex writing, it's complex songwriting. You had to go up there with with you know no sleep and remember all those words. God bless you. I that, that is probably the least amount of sleep I have ever performed a show on. Wow, I can say that much. So that's yeah. adrenaline, obviously. I mean, you know, th- this is a story you're going to tell to Rolling Stone in a few years, uh, you know, when, when they talk <laughs> about how you got started and, and your big break at the Wonder Bar with uh, opening up for your, your hero. That's a that's a hell of a story to have in your back pocket because <laughs> you that's a trooper. That's rock and roll right there. 
Well, there was no way I was missing that. I, if I had to go and rent a, rent a uh, Honda Civic and drive all night, I would have. But uh, I just picture you running down the road with your guitar strapped on your back and your suitcase, and you're running. Going, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be there. I will be at the Wonder Bar. It's a different time. You know, in a different world, I would have just uh, stuck my thumb out and hitched all the way to Jersey from Detroit. But uh, maybe there's a song in that somewhere. I was I, I was going to say you probably got a new album. Uh, you know that you'll be looking towards you might want to be writing a song about this there's a, there's a lot a absolutely. lot you can pull absolutely. from absolutely <laughs> uh that's great so I, i'm assuming it was just a ton of fun i saw the finale and you know i think there was tony pellegrosi was up there reagan and uh, gordon were up there and, yeah we had reagan and gordon and danny clinch was up there danny and was Monica. up there too and James Maddock, of course. You oh, know, James is awesome. You know, yeah, yeah, that's right. James was on the mic with me at the end, and uh, you know, it's just, it's just crazy to think that you know you're up there with these people. I'm so happy they're, to they're see you up there. So buddy. talented, you know. Yeah. No, it was it was so cool just to see you up there, and I saw you sing with James, and you know, for those of you who don't uh, follow the the you know the Bruce uh, scene as much as we all do, Danny Clinch is like the rock photographer he's the guy that's taken all the classic photos that you you've probably seen somewhere rolling stone wherever tupac that one the one of tupac and all that and danny's got his gallery down there and you know one of the he, he plays with people like pearl jam and foo fighters and joins them and there he is up on stage with you guys that's pretty cool that's uh, i don't know I think about things like that. I mean, that's pretty cool that, you know, same guy that shared the stage with Eddie Vedder is up there with you guys. <laughs> you know, and they said, As Asbury Park is the uh, smallest big town in the world, and you know, is. he's such a it huge is. part of it. And, uh, you know, he's he's everywhere in Asbury Park in addition to wherever he goes on tour, you know, with uh, with all these bands. So yeah, but he's just band. a great guy. And, I, you know, I got to play the Clinch Gallery for the – the uh, Kristen Ann Carr Foundation Sunset Jam a couple years ago, and got right. to meet him there, and he couldn't be nicer. Yeah, I've met him a couple of times. A very, very nice guy. And you know, you mentioned James Maddox, uh, folks. Uh, if you're uh, if you're doing your Spotify uh, searches or wherever you're listening to your music, uh, check James Maddox out too. What another great, great singer songwriter. And uh, I'd, one day I'd love to have him at Light of Day Canada. So we can light a day. Um, we're, we're we've officially invited you to. Come out and play the first live light of day, Canada. So you're gonna, you're uh, going to be coming up in October. Yeah, and I couldn't be more excited, Dave. I mean, you know, we joke about it uh, uh, that I consider myself as a Minnesotan and on- honorary Canadian. You, well, know, you I, are. You are. I grew up. Uh, yeah, I'm an honorary Canadian, and I grew up in a, a very Canadian-like state and a uh, border state, and you know. Grew up going to Canada on trips, and I've spent a lot of time all over Canada, and I just couldn't couldn't be more excited to be coming up there with you guys. Well, we're thrilled, and and uh, I did send uh, Danny uh, a message. You know, it's funny how sometimes you just assume things in your head. Like, yeah, you know, it's like. Yeah, Danny's coming, and he'll be playing with Jake, right? And I actually, if you see my papers, I got it written down, you know, Jake and Danny. <laughs> and you're like, if you if you talk to him, I'm like, oh, damn, I guess I should actually ask him officially. Don't just assume Danny is coming down, coming up. I Canada. sure hope he's coming because you know it's, it wouldn't be the same without him. But uh, I'll I'll let him answer you on whether he wants to or not. I, I I assume he will because I don't think he's missed one. He's been part of every light of day, and uh, we love Danny and uh, the show. We don't have the house rackers, uh, unfortunately, just due to space and and 
lots of other things. Well, you know, and it, it's just going to be really nice. We haven't, you know, we haven't, you haven't had a Light of Day Canada in person since uh, what year now? 2018, right around the corner here with Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that uh, we're so far down the road. I mean, we've done some of the virtual stuff, but uh, it's just going to be so, so amazing to actually get across the border. You know, I haven't been across the border since COVID. No, I know. And oh. just to have somebody is back here in our, in our hometown. But just to let the folks know, too, you, you know, I mean, you did play uh, our Lady Day Songwriters uh, virtual shows, right? Yep. I uh, did a couple shows. Yeah. We did the uh, the big one in, what year was that, 20, where we had everybody, Tom Morello yeah. and Cafferty. Yeah. And, and then we did a couple of other smaller things, too. I think Songwriter Series with uh, Joe Durso and... Yep. Uh, was it Rick Rose and you might have been, so. you might have been part of a couple other things like the John. Were you part of the John Prine one? I, I was remember. part of the John right, Prine one. Right. So yeah. I've been doing as much as I can to yes, you have to been, get yeah. a get a following up there in the Great White North. I certainly appreciate you guys. Now, how did you get your? Uh, how did you get into the light of day down in Asbury? I mean, you told us a story about you know meeting Joe and Sam. Like, how did you? But how did you get actually involved in in playing stuff there? Well, you know, the funny thing is that I kind of feel like I'm doing this whole thing in reverse. Like, you know, I've been I've been playing and writing for so long, but now I'm finally kind of taking these songs out and giving them to the public and playing them and making an album. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just all part of the process now, and it just takes one chance meeting on the boardwalk in Asbury Park with Sammy Grasso and Joe Grishecki to get things rolling. <laughs> So that so that really is that was the catalyst. That's what got you into Lady Day Asbury, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, you know, I've played uh obviously I played with Evan. Uh I guessed it on that song of Evans, uh in two thousand twenty one or two. Pony. I can't remember now. Yeah, you can catch that on YouTube, folks. He's uh, he's there. Yeah. That was a great time at the Pony. Um and then last year I had a songwriter's uh Oh, that was, was part fantastic. of a song, songwriters series last year at Light of Day. You crushed that. That was at great. The uh, yeah, let's see where was that at? I, I can't the think. Watermark. Of watermark. Yeah, it was at the Watermark. It was such a beautiful venue with the ocean behind. Right it, behind so. you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I've been doing it uh, for a couple of years now, and you know, with Light of Day Canada online for a little longer than that, and well, it's we, just you know, you just keep connecting. Yeah, one yeah. connection becomes two, becomes four, becomes eight. Yeah, and you know you, you're right. It's it's a it's a big time small community, and and a, you know the, the people down there, the the hearts uh, of the musicians, a, a, not just their talents, but the the hearts, the type of humans that they are. Uh, it's it's amazing. You have to. I always tell people you got to come down. And you, you, it's hard to explain to people. Hard to tell them what it's like. You got to come down. And we brought a bunch of people down this year, and they get it now. We call them our rock and roll familia, Celeste and Polly and all them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know I'm they glad. they felt it. You know they got to you know sit there at McLoon's on the Sunday and enjoy the songwriters and be part of you know all the you know everybody talks to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. You you know you can you know you sit down and have a chat with Vinny Lopez or you know or whoever. Well, the good news, yeah, the good news specifically for me is that. I used to live in Central Jersey. Uh, That's right. You have a tie. Six, yeah. year, six, seven years. So, a lot of my songs are rooted in that uh, Central Jersey uh, uh, atmosphere. I mean, there's a lot of different towns and references that you'll catch in my songs. So it's it's kind of like having a built-in audience for them. Well, it, it's true. And folks, if you if you listen to some of the songs, he's uh, he nails uh, the. Uh, 
uh, with the visual uh, of Asbury Park and a few of his songs. I mean, you just, you close your eyes and, you know, you picture yourself at the, on the boardwalk and the Warner Bar and all the different places that we all hang out. You, you've got a, you got a gift for, for painting that beautiful picture. That's a, that's a thing that Tom Waits does so well. And you've, and obviously Mr. Dillon, but you, you do it so, it seems effortlessly the way you write and bring in all of these visuals that you know paint this beautiful picture you're telling a a story it's like a little movie well i wish i i wish i could say it was as effortless as it seems but ah. it, it is a lot of a lot of hard work sometimes too at the same time but yeah no i i appreciate that it's uh oh, it's... tom i have tom and bob and they're all these are all great heroes of mine you know my my music wouldn't exist if not for Tom Waits and Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen and Joe Grzecki. And Cannon's you know, I really learned folks. everything I needed to know about storytelling and structure from those guys. And I, and you can't. I, I kind of whispered it, but you can't. You can't forget one of your faves. And I know he's one of your favorites, Gordon Lightfoot. Oh yes, Gordon Lightfoot too. Oh boy, you're gonna make me cry on the radio. <laughs> I've done it, so don't worry about it. Evan's probably laughing. Boy, going, yeah, that does it you know, all the time. I, don't worry. Yeah, boy, Gord. Oh, yeah, it's tragic, but you know his influence will be felt for for many, many generations to come. I think. Oh, for sure. You know, we our our kids had to learn Shakespeare. I think I think uh, the, the next generation should start learning some Dylan and some Gordon Lightfoot and all these great Allen Ab- Ginsberg and all these great. Absolutely, writers. but you know that's that's the other thing that you know this style of writing that I do, and you know there are others who do it too. Evan does it. Sometimes you know, yeah. with, with the way he writes, or just this kind of storytelling writing, it's 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 a, kind of a lost art form in a way, because you don't hear it on the radio. You don't hear it on the radio, but I feel it coming back, Jake. I really do. I just hear, you know, you got great songwriters uh, like like the first Jake. Uh, a lot of these great great songwriters that are putting out that the music that we did, and uh, you know, I, I I go see a lot of you know newer different bands. And a lot of them are, you know, fantastic songwriters now. I'm thinking, okay, maybe this, maybe that genre is coming back. Maybe that, maybe, maybe not so much in the folky songwriters uh, way that it was in the, you know, in the '70s. But I think, I think people sure. are paying a little bit more attention to the to the words now, not just the, not just that beat and that rhythm. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you you mentioned, you know, Jake Thistle, and the, there are a lot of really really good young songwriters who, you know, also have roots in in it and. We don't want to discount them. I guess more, more. I was just saying on no, the, I know what you're top saying. forty radio. You don't, you don't hear it. So no, no, you're you're definitely right. And uh, uh, and it's just a different world when it comes to music and releasing music and all. We were talking about that with Jake, and I have that conversation with so many people now. It's just the you don't just you know drop an album and you know the the record well, label takes a, care of it. Yeah, and it's a scary scary world out there with AI and oh, know, yeah. point zero zero six cents a stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know. So, I remember Grushecki telling me you got a two to you know, two or three dollar check. He's like, it's not even worth the, yeah. the stamp that they send it with, right? That's probably true. For all those dreams. Now, okay, obviously, Carnival Town, fantastic record. So many great songs on that on that record. And uh, were there any other special guests other than Joe on there that you know we should know about? On Carnival Town, well, Joe Monroe, of course, is right. his 
playing just about everything on that album. <laughs> yeah, he's um, talented, man. This guy is just so crazy talented. I, mean, I know. His, his band, the Ghost Towns, that he that he plays in, they just signed to Gibson Records, uh, I believe it was, and uh, oh, wow. they're putting out music left and right, and they're, they just opened for the Foo Fighters and Milwaukee. Wow. Um, they were with the, the Stones, Stones, obviously, yeah. in Europe, so, you know, and this really, you know, you know, He's just an incredibly talented multi-instrumentalist. I mean, it's everything. Right. It's, you know, keys, it's drums. I mean, he, he plays guitar, bass. That's amazing. Accordion. So it's everything. Well, and then you got Danny who plays um, a, a million different types of guitars. And, and Danny can, can play anything he looks at, too. You know, I mean, yeah. he's just so crazy talented. Um, you know, I think Danny might even have some mandolin on there somewhere and... And a lot of different guitars, uh, sounds that we tried to get. Um, Phil Bronce is a great sax player right? Um, in Pittsburgh, that. and he just nails that uh, Clarence Clemens vibe on uh, yes. uh, Left My Heart in Asbury Park. Yes, and ever. So, yeah. It's just that sax that hits you, you know? Yeah. A lot of times I think sax sounds really thin, but uh, on, on those two tracks on this album, you know, I knew I wanted big sax sounds and between you know what joe did in the studio and phil bronce's technical skill they just nailed it yeah they they really did and i mean you can't have a you can't have an asbury themed record or song without a saxophone it just it's just not right absolutely (laughs) you gotta i'm just trying to yeah uh don't i don't want to miss anybody here uh jim spears is a Got some bass work on there. Nice. Uh, of course, Mark Polera is yeah, that's uh, playing who I was the drums. Mark, yeah, yeah, on most of those tracks. So, you know, there's a lot of really good, good, uh, you know, fantastic uh, musicians on that album. And you know, it it takes a village. It really does. It's not just any one person. Everybody brought something to the table, and I love the collaborative element to it. It is cool. It's a, it's a great process. We just finished ourselves and uh, just just a cool experience and uh, you're right about being collaborative. I mean just the I mean even last night we went in to add something. Uh, Bobby's got a Bobby Mahoney's got a guitar solo on uh, the last song that we were mixing and it was just a couple gaps in the in the guitar work and he didn't know if we should the producer just said, "I don't know, do we need another guitar to kind of call back?" And we just kind of all sat around and I said, what about, what about vocal? And maybe Evan can do some type of callback with the vocal. So we screwed around. Next thing you know, he nailed it and the song's over. And it's just, it's just three minds trying to come up with ideas and then boom, there you go. And I'm just, uh, I'm amazed at the whole process. You must have learned just an amazing amount of uh, info, you know, doing this process. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that on the drive home, just how much I've learned. Uh, about technical elements of of this stuff over the last three years too, and then just learn from people who have you know so many years experience, of experience yeah. in in how to do this stuff, and it's just uh, you know I'm I'm probably not going to be uh, starting a studio anytime soon, but uh, at the same time I definitely have come out knowing a heck of a lot more than I went in. <laughs> well, I was telling Evans, uh, producer, the other day, I said, uh, you know, I, I'm really glad that I went to, I call it the University of uh, Impressions Recording Studio, because I'm reading little <laughs> Steven's book now, and I understand a bunch of shit he's talking about. I'm like, oh, okay, I get what you're talking about there. <laughs> would have never yeah, understood. Absolutely. I would yeah. have never understood. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, process, and the people that do that work, like Joe Monroe and Danny and, and Mark over here, it's they're brilliant. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, it just... 
amazing to see what comes out of the the process at the end that product and you did a you did an amazing job it really is one of my favorite albums jake it's uh it's fantastic oh, and i hope it's doing well i hope you're hope you're still selling it and pushing it yeah absolutely you know i sold a bunch of records this weekend of course being out in in asbury but it's it's still available on uh Bandcamp, you can order it. I'll ship it anywhere in the world. Um, you can get them signed, unsigned, any anything you want. You know, I just want to get it out there. So <laughs> he'll put mustard on it, whatever you want. He's sending. I'll it put to mustard you. on it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I I think that's the, the the crazy thing. You know, I'm just happy to be in in the room where all this happens. You know, 100%. I would uh, mop the floors and refill the ketchup bottles if Light of Day asked me. So, you know. <laughs> You're a good man, buddy. You're a good man. Now, is there is there is there other music? Uh, in the can, or you you got a bunch of songs that you're working on, or are you just going to kind of take it easy? Well, oh, and I want to ask know, you, are you going to get vinyl? Are you going to do vinyl? I got a guy that does it really cheap. Well, we got to talk then. Yes, we because, do. Uh, Grusheki might be I, using them. The struggle has been uh, uh, finding, you know, high-quality vinyl producer for a reasonable uh, amount of money. You know, everywhere I've been looking has been talking 30 some dollars, my cost. And, you know, no. where are you going to, where are you going to sell a $45, $50 vinyl, you know? Yeah. So, no, no. Yeah. I, I, Joe, uh, Joe G might be looking into it as well. So I'll, uh, I'll hook yeah. you up. Sorry to interrupt. I was just thinking about you getting vinyl, but yeah, but with regards to the new record and music coming out, you got anything, you got anything in the can already or any uh, you songs? Know, nothing in the can as far as, uh, produced but you know like i said i'm kind of i've kind of been blessed you know to have that ace up my sleeve that i spent so long writing that i just have you know i probably oh, have right 50 to 100 finished songs that i could work on in the studio at any given point in time which is a really nice thing to have i don't know that all of them are you know album worthy per se but uh at the same time you know i think we're going to be experimenting real soon with everybody's uh, touring schedule, sometimes it's easier to, right. to just make music, especially with everybody making music in in home studios. You know, that sounds great and fantastic and organic. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people have seen through the pandemic that you don't necessarily have to go into a major studio. I mean, you certainly can, but I think there's a lot of really good organic music that's getting made in small yep. home studios. Really 100%. People. Yeah, 100%. Well, look forward to uh, the next one, but uh, still enjoying the other one by the pool. You know, a, a few summers ago, I think it was 2000 and, yeah, I guess it was 2018 when uh, Despair of Summer was my uh, was my summer album out, uh, out by the pool. And uh, now I got you guys this summer, so it's, just been, it's been fun. And Mr. Cafferty, hopefully he's coming out with a full album, but, you know, we got his summer song. So a lot of great new music to listen to this summer. Oh, absolutely, and I'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, that Joe, the great Joe Durso has a phenomenal album that he just uh, put out. That Thurman, we were able to see Thurman. We were able to see uh, at the Clinch Gallery. Uh, um, Danny and I and a bunch of other people we went over to support Joe, and uh, um, it's just just phenomenal and just a joy to hear those songs and uh, come out. And I I can't say enough good things about it. And just you know get out there and support other light of day artists and that's what i'm going to say too folks uh you know go check out uh all of the artists that we've brought on but the two jakes here uh two uh, up and coming rising stars seriously these these are these are, are two individuals that are producing 
phenomenal music. I mean, I've been listening for quite, for 40 some odd, no, I would say 50 some odd years. I've been uh, really listening to music and this is some of the best music I've heard in a long time. You guys are really knocking things out of the park and I'm looking forward to it. Evan's got a new album and, and Stephen Stanley's got a new album and Joe G and I still don't have Thurman. I did order it. So hopefully Thurman will be coming in and uh, Jason Heath's got a new album. Everybody's got new records coming out. Jake Thistle. So Support all these artists. Go, don't just go to Spotify and listen. Go to their websites. Go to wherever they sell their merch. Pick up their merch. Pick up their albums. Because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of money in music these days. This is a jigger. Nope. <laughs> not a lot of money. So we we need you guys to support. I know Jake's a supporter of all things music as well. He's not just uh, he's not just a musician. He goes out and supports everything. And what you've done with the uh, you know from the charitable aspect is great too. And we appreciate what you've done for us, my friend. Uh, absolutely. You know, we all we all do better when when we uh, support each other and lift each other up. That's you know always been my motto, and it always will be. And I'm. Like I said, I'm just super excited and, and really pumped to, to be up there in Canada and finally get to play some of these songs for you guys. Oh, so, yeah. That's you know, a lot, a lot of people have been waiting, and it's going to be fun to see those smiling faces. Yes, yeah, so, well, it will. It's, it's just so nice to have everybody back together again, and uh, we look forward to having you. I really appreciate you coming on uh, the show today, Jake. Uh, we're going to play out one of your songs. I'm just going to finish up with a few uh, quick announcements, but I wanted to thank you for taking the time. I know we went a little bit longer than uh, we expected, so apologize to the family for stealing you a little bit longer <laughs> <laughs> no problem thanks so much Dave thanks for having me on hey we'll we'll chat with you on Facebook tomorrow morning alright uh, alright Jake take care buddy and we'll see you in Canada in October so thanks for coming out both Jake's uh, Mr. Thistle and Mr. Matheson both with like I said with great records out Check them out. I know you'll fall in love with them, and you'll say, one of these guys coming to Niagara Falls, we got to bring them to Canada, uh, which is kind of the best thing about Light of Day. There's so much talent, and uh, everybody wants to hear these artists that we uh, we fall in love with when we go down there and uh, listen to, and uh, hopefully you guys check them out and pick up their uh, merch, check them out on Spotify, any streaming platform that you have by their albums, their merchandise. Uh, like I said earlier, it's not an easy road, and we need to support our uh, up-and-coming artists especially. Uh, keep them going so they can they can give us more down the road uh speaking of spotify don't forget you can catch all of our shows on spotify just search just around the corner shortly on uh, on apple music and uh right here at 4680q.com just click on podcast you'll find all of our podcasts and there's a ton of great podcasts that you're going to want to check out but check out mine for sure eh? just around the corner there's a lot of great episodes also want to mention again that our light of day comrade jesse mallon who recently suffered a spinal stroke could still use your support if you haven't already uh if you're able to help just head over to sweetrelief.org that's sweetrelief.org slash jesse mallon fund dot html and uh you know anything will help uh he's he's done well for himself he's getting uh, he's very positive seems to be uh moving in the right direction but uh, those hospital bills in the states are eh, they've got to be tough so uh any help you can give them would be great next week we'll be announcing the light of day canada 2023 full lineup and our show will be uh, one of those bands here in the studio with uh, niagara's own gin we're gonna have uh i'm gonna say niles nicole miles and joe in-house and i think 
if Nicole mentioned this, that it's Joe's birthday, so that'd be funny. Maybe I got to bring in a couple drinks. Uh, we can we can toast Joe, and we can talk about the, their upcoming album, their past, uh, their last album. I think it was their debut album, and uh, them playing at Light of Day Canada for the first time live. Though they have played uh, our songwriter shows in the past, so looking forward to that show. Um, thanks again to the two Jakes, Jake Thistle and Jake Madison. It was a fun show. I know we went a little bit long, but uh, I didn't think we'd be able to fit two guys into an hour, but uh, I gave it my best try. I'm Dan and Dave. You've been listening to episode 21 of Just Around the Corner. Be good to each other. Enjoy every sandwich. To play us out, here's a title track from Jake Madison's incredible debut album. This is Carnival Town. <laughs> So well now you're ready.